You know, I find a night like this and a theme like this kind of tends to ask more questions than it does to answer. And I wonder, you know, we're all unique. Have a look at the person next to you. Have a really good look. Go on. Have a really, really good look. Turn around. Who's behind you? You know, we're all so incredibly different, yeah? We're all so different. We have different backgrounds, different cultures, different upbringings, different traditions, different skills, different talents, different passions. And there's so many factors that ensure no two of us are the same. And that's why you can't always give straight-up answers to a theme like, what's your purpose? Because it's all so different. Each and every one of us has such a different purpose. Because we're all so unique, we are no accident. You are no accident. Put yourself in that position. You are no accident. You were created for a mission, for a purpose. It says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. There is a future for each and every one of us. There is a reason for your life. There is a purpose to your existence. God created you for that purpose. And we only become, this is what we want to say tonight, you only become truly alive once you discover and once you're living in that purpose. The life in all its fullness that Jesus talked about is the satisfaction of daily living for your individual life purpose, your reason for existence, the reason God brought you into being. So why is it that so many of us don't feel alive? Why is it that so many people drift through life, drift through every one of their days, right through into the end of, into the end of their life without a purpose? And tonight I trust that you're going to leave with a renewed sense of purpose for your life and a renewed sense of inspiration to become alive, to begin to pursue the God-given mission for your life. Let's pray. God, we just, uh, Lord, we want to really have a moment tonight where we search ourselves individually and we want to hear from you. God, each and every one of us has a purpose and I pray that you'd begin to do a real a real significant work in every individual's life tonight. Bless this word and bless this night in Jesus' name. Amen. So do you know your purpose? Ask yourself that question honestly. Do you know why you were created? I wonder if I was to ask for a show of hands, how many people would say, yep, I know why God created me. You know, we are only truly alive when we're living out in that purpose and so it makes sense that we need to discover that. You know, it's what many people would call your sweet spot, living in the sweet spot of life. Being alive is living a life that energizes you. It's living a life that is fulfilling. It's living a life that is satisfying. Jesus says in John 4 verse 34, he said, my nourishment, my satisfaction, my fulfillment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Doing the will of God and living out the purpose he has wired and prepared you for is what will satisfy your life. It will, is, it's what will feed, it's what will fuel your life, and it will, is what will cause you to really live. Jesus was living out his purpose. 
He was walking in that God-given plan. And you know what? I would guarantee he was pretty satisfied. He even said on the cross, didn't he? It's finished. He came to do a work and he lived in it. It wasn't a career or possessions or downtime that energized Jesus. It was doing God's will for his life and living with the Father. Living your purpose means being unique. It means not following the crowd. It means living for your purpose. You can't just decide, oh, I would like to be a youth pastor, like our wonderful Pastor Helen over here, you know, and, and decide to go on that career path and make it happen. The truth is, unless it's your unique purpose, it'll probably do you more harm than good. You know, maybe you're called to be a politician. You know, no one chooses that. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. God's purpose is what gives us life. It's God's purpose that gives us life. It's what many call living in the sweet spot. Your purpose, your sweet spot will energize you. It will satisfy you. It will give you life. You know, I liken the sweet spots in life to hitting a ball in sport, like cricket, Sam would know golf, tennis. You can hit the ball any way you like, but unless it hits the right spot, unless it hits the sweet spot, and I've got an image coming up here shortly, guys, it won't go as far or as accurate. I watched The Amazing Race last night. Anybody watch The Amazing Race? I love it because it's all about travel, and that's my sweet spot. Um, they had a challenge where they had to hit this cricket ball for a boundary there in India, and, um, you know, these, these guys have never played cricket in their life. They're all from America. Um, you'd think some baseball players would do all right, but they didn't. And they, they just swing and swing and swing and swing and hit the top edge, you know, go off behind the wickets or whatever, and they just could not hit a boundary. They couldn't find the sweet spot. But, you know, we need to find that in life if we're going to hit accurately our life's purpose and if we're going to hit it well. Joel Holm talks about being at rest in life. He says that being at rest is not doing less, but it's working hard in the right areas. When we're working in the right areas, we're more passionate, we're more efficient, we're more effective, we're more energized, and we can last far longer than if we work in an area that drains us and it's not our sweet spot. Of course, we all know that we all must face seasons of hard work, and that will drain us. It, wouldn't be, it, wouldn't, it would be unrealistic to avoid such an aspect of life, but I'm talking about our long-term holistic health here. To keep our life, we must be living and functioning in the work that satisfies us. And to truly live alive, it is vital that we discover and then live in our life purpose. Otherwise, life becomes a drag, drains our energy, drains our emotions, and you know, many people give up. It's important to understand that our purpose isn't necessarily a destination, but rather it's a process. It's a journey. We aren't alive once we complete our purpose, but we're alive while we're, while we're working out our purpose and while we're living the journey. That's when we're alive. Jesus said, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God. He didn't say that after his purpose was complete. He didn't say that after the cross and the resurrection, but he said that during his ministry. He said it during his preparation. And discovering our purpose is also a journey. Some know instinctively what they're called to do. Others hear clearly from God. Yet many others, and I'd hesitate to say, but most others have no clue and need to search it out, need to seek it out. And that's okay. 
You know, it's a journey of discovery. Personally, I have some clue as to a life's purpose, but I'm very far off living it completely. I know I have much to learn, and I have much to, much to prepare for. I often tell people that I know where I am now, and I know where I need to be, and, and where the big picture that God has for me, but I have no idea the bits in between. My responsibility is to faithfully journey with God and to trust Him. And we need to see that the journey, the preparation, is just as much our purpose as the end goal. It's just as important. We are shaped and we're prepared by our life experiences, and, by the, pre- and the preparation is as important as the task itself. Years ago, when I was going through a low emotional time, God showed me a picture. It was probably the closest thing to a vision I've ever had, and it revealed a huge amount to me of His use for some of the troubles we face in life. And I'd like to show you this image of a diamond. He showed me this big jewel on a mantelpiece, and it looked somewhat like that, kind of half cut, half polished, still in process. And our life is this diamond. It's God's pride and joy. In my picture, it was displayed on the mantelpiece where you put all your prized possessions, the things you want to show off. But we all have areas that are uncut, areas that are unpolished. In order for us to be the person God needs us to be, In order to be better equipped for our purpose, we need refinement. We need shaping, we need cutting, we need polishing, all of which is incredibly painful. Cutting hurts, but you know what? We become the polished jewel. It fulfills its purpose. Life's experiences experiences cut and shape our character. It's a necessary part of the journey. You know, man is born to trouble, and we're all going to face trouble. But when we are facing that trouble... For the, for the purpose that we are created, there is grace, and we are still alive. The trouble doesn't kill us. The trouble doesn't discourage us, because we're still in God's purpose, and there's grace for it, and there's joy in it. In fact, I believe that our unique and personal journey in life is the very thing that equips us for our personal purpose. It's what makes us unique from everybody else. No one else faces your experiences and has faced the troubles that you have. Our struggle, our journey becomes our unique story of God's grace. Oswald Chambers talks about our lives being broken bread and poured out wine for the lives of others. Our experiences give us the unique tools to live out the purpose that God has uniquely created us for. The reason you go through some of the things you go through is because it becomes the very tool that will help you minister to others in the future. Also, it's been said that God cares more about our character than about our accomplishments. He cares more about who you are and who you're becoming than about what you do or what you achieve. So perhaps our purpose in life is more about the person we become than about the things that we accomplish and the things that we do. So how are we going to discover our purpose? How are we going to go about on that journey? As I said earlier, I can't give you answers for what your purpose is tonight. It's something that you need to discover for yourself. But what I, want to, what I want to do is give you a few keys to maybe set you on that journey and help you out. And we have to start at the center. Our purpose is found first in Christ. We're created for Him, and our life's purpose comes from Him. If we don't start there, you know, really, we miss the whole point. It says in 1 Corinthians 8 verse 6, 
But for us, there is one God, the Father, by whom all things were created and for whom we live. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created and through whom we live. No matter what work we do or purpose we follow, we will never be fully alive without Christ. We are body, soul, and spirit without Christ. Our spirit has no life. Not just those who have never known Christ, but Christians also. You know, we can get caught up and we can be going through our Christian life without a close relationship with Christ. It's possible. And it's a, it's a dangerous um, trap that we can all too easily slip into. And then what you end up there is with dead religion and a discouraged, depressing, lukewarm faith. It starts with Christ. Your purpose starts with Him. To be alive is to know Christ and to live in the purpose He gives us. The next key, I believe, to help us to find our purpose is to reflect. Reflect and dream. Look inside yourself. And I love the testimonies from, from Willie and Ivan, how they talked about what were my passions, what were my skills. And those were the clues to what God gave them to, for their ultimate purpose and calling. So what are your skills? What's your personality? What are your interests? What are your passions? They're all clues to what God could have you to accomplish and to do as a life's purpose. Be aware of what energizes you. Notice them. What makes you feel alive? What's your sweet spot? That's a clue to the purpose of your life. Begin living in that. Good advice to anyone seeking what they can do for God. What's in your hand? What have you got? What tools are in your hand? What skills do you have? Start doing something. Start serving. You, you know, the old analogy, you can't move a parked car. It has to, be, has to be rolling, has to be moving to be able to steer. So begin rolling your life, begin serving God, start rolling, and He will steer you in the right direction. And dream, prayerfully dream. Begin to envision the future, where you want to be, what you want to accomplish in the coming years. Allow God to stir your passions in your heart and begin that journey. Also, consider the timing of your purpose. Consider where you are on your journey, because that can give you some very clear insights and even encouragement. In life, we go through seasons that can be likened to a traffic light. Seasons when things are going well, green light, life is fulfilling, life is satisfying, and we're accomplishing a lot, we're making good progress, and we feel pretty good about ourselves. Then there's seasons of waiting, yellow light where we know things are okay, but maybe not good enough for our liking. We get impatient. We're wishing God would speed up the process a little bit, and we start to maybe wonder what's going on with my purpose. And then the seasons of stop, seasons of red light, where nothing seems to be going forward. And it's here we get frustrated, even get confused. We question if we really didn't hear from God our purpose or not. Maybe we were mistaken it's in these times that we need to remember that God is still setting things up in the unseen. He's still working behind the scenes for us. And we need to keep faith like that item says. And knowing the season you're in, it'll give you greater peace. It'll give you greater confidence about your purpose. Finally, prepare. Often God plants the seed of his purpose in our lives and in our hearts, a glimpse of what we are to do with our lives. It is then our job to become ready. It's our job to prepare ourselves and to build tangible results on the reflections and the dreaming that we've done. David Peters often says, prophecy is not what will happen, only what God intends to happen. 
And we have a significant and crucial role to bring God's purpose to pass. How about you talk to others who are further along in the same field that you're considering. Learn from their journey and gain valuable insights and wisdom. Learn what it takes to progress in your purpose to that level. Train, practice, upskill, like Willie, Willie talked about. Become the person that you need to be to fulfill that dream. Give, invest, and support others with a similar purpose. Pray for them. Experience a short-term trial of your chosen work. Maybe even you have to do it voluntarily. You might find that you were wrong and it doesn't energize you, satisfy you, and bring you life at all. Or you might find a great confirmation and you might find it's your sweet spot. The preparation and the accomplishment are both your purpose. They can't be separated. When you're on the journey of your purpose, the journey and the preparation itself will energize you and will satisfy you. So start the journey by preparation. So, as we wrap it up tonight, are you alive? Ask yourself honestly. Maybe if the band can just come and join me now. Where are you on the journey of discovering your purpose for life? Do you know it? Are you kind of in the middle? You're having to trust God, having to just walk along in faith? Maybe you're at a red light and you're frustrated and you're starting to question. Have you even considered that God does indeed have a purpose for you? I encourage you to seek out your purpose, to seek God and to search yourself. Each of us has a unique and individual journey and I can't tell you what your purpose is. That's for you to discover and that's for you to journey towards. It's a journey of discovery, a partnership with God that reveals more and more as we progress along each day. A journey with struggles and with challenges that shape us and trials that test us. But ultimately, it's a journey that energizes us, satisfies us, and causes us to be truly alive. We look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the goal set before him, the purpose set before him, endured the cross, endured the struggles. And it is he who said, doing the will of my Father is my satisfaction. He's our model. He's our example.